This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blue Extra podcast. As ever, sponsored by the Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery, your best option for pre- and post-match entertainment. I'm Matt and tonight I'll be joined by Andy to look back at what's been another quite depressing weekend for the Sky Blues. Andy, I'll, I think I know the answer to this question before I ask it, but, but how you doing, mate? You all good? Well, I'm good, yeah. Uh, Shane commentary on. No, I'm fine, mate, thanks. But no, oh, unfortunately, uh, the Sky Blues are in a, in a bit of trouble, aren't they? But we'll, we'll get on to yeah. that, and obviously, when we, when we talk about it. Obviously, such a change from I was last on the pod, I think, QPR, when we beat them 3-1. Yeah. That was the last time I was on the, on the pod. So, yeah, a big change since I've been on there, but yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll cover it off. Obviously, it's not been the the best weekend again for the Sky Blues um, after that three two defeat to to Preston away deep down. Obviously, that's a ground we're not too um, we haven't got the best record at. Let's let's put it that way. But uh, let's get into it. And if you want to hit us with any stats you got from the game, yeah, not too bad to be fair. We we bossed the game possession wise. We had fifty six percent possession. Expected goals were 1.41, which is okay. We had 19 goal attempts and eight on, tar- on target, which again isn't isn't awful. It's not yeah. too bad. It's nearly half, isn't it? So again, that's not bad. Six off target and then five were blocked, and we had eight corner kicks. So regarding that, I think that was mainly due to our you know upbeat second half performance. To to be mm. honest, Matt, that's why the stats look better than they were because the first half was pretty poor, wasn't it? But mm. overall, a little bit padded yeah. out. Yeah, they, yeah they I think out so. by the second half, especially when they go three one up. You know, they can play a certain yeah. way at that point. They don't have to come out and force mm. anything. They they obviously can allow us to have the ball a lot, and and I think it was pretty much fifty fifty up until that point. Um, yeah. And obviously we've 
we've, we've taken a little bit of control of the ball at, at that point onwards, but you'd expect it from, from a 3-1 deficit where the, the home side are obviously going to try and, I guess, keep everything tight and, and make it difficult for, for us to um, to break them down. But yeah, we'll go through the game, have a little look into the starting eleven to, mm. to obviously begin. Um, there were more changes. We saw Milan go out, Eccles and Sakamoto, uh, obviously potentially the most surprising after the, the loss to West Brom with Latibodia, Ayari and Godden coming into the side. Um, it's quite unlike Robbins, isn't it, historically, to, to tinker with not even so much the, the side, but the formation as much as he has done over the last few weeks. And that, for me, would be the more worrying um, element in terms of what we're seeing mostly, because it seems to be we're, we're, we're flicking around from formation to formation. And it's probably quite a clear indication of the fact that Robbins just doesn't really feel that confident in his players at the moment. No, he's turned into Claudio Ranieri. I don't know why, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, it's strange. Um, like you say, last season, or even the seasons before, he, he never tinkered this much. Um, and there's obviously reasons for that, uh, like mm. you just alluded to. But if we're talking about, you know, the starting eleven, um, I was massively surprised. Not, well, obviously the one that people were really get, that piss-boiled with was obviously the, the you know, Sakamoto change, you know, that was yeah. ridiculous. But I thought Eccles was really good against West Brom. I thought, he was, mm. I thought he had a really, really good game. Apart from, let's not talk about his set pieces, apart from that situation, <laughs> his general football player, I thought he was up for the challenge. He was getting in, he's rattling into challenges. I thought he had a really good game against West Brom. So yeah. for him to be left out and Sakamoto, it really did surprise me. Um, mm. I don't like Alan playing in a two. I like him yeah. at the top of a box. That's fine where he can be busy or even in a free. Yeah. But I don't like him playing too. I don't think he's defensively minded for that. And he's thing with Alan, yeah, <clears throat> the thing with Alan, he's somebody who kind of, the benefit I find with Alan is he'll drive the, the issue forward. So when you've mm. got, it's certainly when we kind of, when we lost Kelly and obviously we didn't have Sheaf and we were really struggling in centre midfield, you just thought there wasn't really anybody in centre midfield to kind of, drive play forward even not so much from a uh, uh, an amount of quality or bringing such great technique or anything like that but just he would look forward he would drive the play forward he would be busy and lively which obviously at points for us has been really important but I tend to agree with you I don't know necessarily if you've just got the two in centre midfield he offers enough as a complete midfielder in terms of the other part parts of his game as well to warrant playing it in a two no, I think um, with that, with Sheaf and Allen, I think you're going to get overrun, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. And that that's pretty much was happen. the case for a majority yeah. of this game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And in terms of the fact that Robbins has tinkered with the team quite a lot over the last few weeks, do you think, obviously, it hasn't gone well, we, we can see that in four losses in a row. Do you think there is an element still of... Obviously, last season we were kind of more backed into a corner, let's say, in terms of the number of players that we had of, of quality, and you kind of felt the start and eleven picked itself. Is that more down to he still thinks there's good quality through the squad, or, or are you just thinking it's all a reaction to what's going on on the field at the minute, and with with obviously the side struggling to pick up anything? Um, a little bit of both, I think. He doesn't. It seems to me like he doesn't trust certain players which he's bought mm. in which is strange um it's, it's 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 strange because when you you know people that get taken out all the time how how are they expected to build any confidence it doesn't yeah. make any sense it, it's yeah 
I love Robbins, and I think he's done an absolutely superb job for us over mm. the last few years. He's been one of our best managers in history. There's no question about that. Yeah. But recently, especially the last few weeks, he um, he's struggling, and he's mm. struggling to find his best team. He's struggling with his tactics, and he's he's not helping players because he keeps switching them. You know, yeah. Sakamoto would have been probably thinking, oh, "I've done all right against West Brom." Mm. And then he's on the bench. Well, what's he going to think the next game when he starts? You know, he, that doesn't breed confidence. And he's done it throughout the season. You know, Wright will play a couple of games and then take it out. Sims mm. will play a couple of games. You've got to give these players time, at least five yeah. or six games to bed in. And if mm. they aren't doing it after that five or six games, then change it. You can't yeah. just give it, Because you think to yourself as a player, you think to yourself, well, if I don't, if, you know, I might, if I play not particularly well or an average game or well, I might not be starting next game. And it yeah. just, it just, it breeds negativity. And and like I said, he's never done that before. So I, I think he's struggling, in my opinion. Mm. I think one of the examples that worries me the most would be with Van Uyck. Um Yeah. If you look at it, he, he obviously, I think he picked him out after the Rotherham great game and mentioned. He, he was a bit too negative in what he did. He didn't come forward. He, mm. It's not what he'd signed him for. And you thought, okay, he's got an eye on him. And then he watched the West Brom game and he takes him off relatively early in, into the game. Certainly not one of those you think, you know, it's the last 20 minutes just to try and get a goal or get back into it. That to me, of how relatively early in the game it was that he took him off, screamed, he's really not on board with, with what Van Uyck's bringing to the side at the minute. And it's probably, as you say, a, a few players, certainly some of the newer players as well that he's brought in, he, he's he's lacking that confidence in. And you think, yeah, you'd probably, I don't know, you'd expect him to stick with it a little bit more, but he's he just doesn't seem to, to have the confidence in a lot of the new players coming in. It's all well and good doing that if you've got replacements. Mm. He hasn't. You know, who, who yeah. does he play instead of Milan? Oh, I play... Uh, Ladder Badir at right back. He's not a right back. Mm. He, he did a job against QPR at right back, but QPR are crap. So this is probably why we're seeing a lot of formation changes. Mm. If we haven't got the players who can just replace like for like, then he feels like he maybe needs to shift the formation around to account for getting somebody off the pitch. I think we saw that 100% with, with McFadden on. Uh, on Saturday, although obviously he would have been able to bring Binks on, he decided Fads has got to come off. But yeah. he he also decided to change the formation. Formation maybe didn't have the confidence in just a like for like change to um, to come in and, and obviously keep the same shape and, and maybe get back into the game, which is still only a goal behind at that point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And when has he ever done that? Yeah, because Mark Robbins is quite stubborn. He'd always keep his foot at the back. Yeah. So Especially with the substitutes. Historically, yeah. very stubborn. But when has he ever gone for a 4-3-3? Hardly ever. Yeah. So, mm. it, again, that goes back to my point of how he's struggling, in my mm. opinion, at the minute. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have, a, have a quick look back through the game and some of the high points or low points, as, <laughs> as there obviously were in a 3-2 in a loss. First half an hour, not too much to write home for either side. Maybe a little bit more um, opportunities for, for Preston. Um, but one moment that does stand out, unfortunately, is with Ben Wilson as well, almost spilling the ball into the back of his own net. Obviously, there have been question marks raised over the last couple of weeks. Um, and in particular, obviously, coming off the mistake which let West Brom in for their opener on Monday night. What, what are your thoughts around Wilson overall? I know, obviously, last season we 
Moore had the same situation. He had those three games at the start of the season, made made an error in each one, and it, it cost him his position, which he never got back. Are we at that point now with Wilson? Unfortunately, yeah. Mm. And I was a big fan of Wilson last season. Obviously, you know, um, he did he won the best keeper in the league. He got the most clean sheets in the league. He was he was yeah. fantastic for us. But he's he's one which is not he's not the only one that's playing with no confidence. You know, his mistake against West Brom was awful. That gave him the intervus when we actually started the game okay. You yeah. know, and it just puts on the back foot. You don't need that when you when you're down there and not getting results. And that yeah. that 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 spillage against Preston could have easily gone in his net. And that when you're a goalkeeper, that that's because you're playing with no confidence. You know, yeah. nine times out of ten, you just pick that up. It's an easy yeah. catch. It's technique, play... isn't it? That's that's purely yeah. a moment of technique. It's it's routine. It should yeah. just be sticks in your hands mm. and and move on with the game. And it is worrying. Yeah, he's playing with no confidence, and that's the problem. So for me, at the moment, because of those couple of issues, you know, his technique from kicking as well looks a bit odd at times as well, especially against West mm. Brom. It didn't look clean. It looks a bit forced. It, I would, you know. Don't get me wrong, I like Ben Wilson. I think he's done a great job for us. But at this present mm. moment, I would... Because it's not working. We've conceded yeah. nine goals in the last five games. That's nearly mm. 1.8 a game. You know, mm. it's not working. It's not just his fault. It's the defence in front of him and maybe the, the, the couple of the midfield players in front as well. It's, the whole defensive unit isn't working. So mm. at the moment, because of, because of those couple of incidents, I, I, I would make a change. I don't know how you feel on that. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. I was mm. very um, against taking more out, if I'm being completely honest, last season yeah. because he'd been such a good player for us the season before. And obviously, I'd, I'd have to hold my hands up and say that was a wrong decision on my part or a wrong yeah. call on my part because it obviously worked well for us to bring um, to bring Wilson into the side. So I, I think you do get to a point where I think he's a form player as well. You know, when he's in form, he just he's obviously a big character and when he's when he's in form when he's making saves and when he looks confident maybe he has that confidence in his back line then you think that's where he's going to thrive but in a situation at the moment i don't know if collins maybe is a little bit more sound in more areas of his game mm. you know obviously just kind of commanding his box doing the doing the, the i guess the, the routine things right like the the mm. save that we're talking about against preston um we know wilson can obviously make a save out of nothing um, and that's always a positive, but potentially we are at a point now where it's uh, that lack of confidence on, on his part is just potentially saying that we, we need to make a change. And we have got an option there as well. And it'd be interesting to see what Collins could potentially do with a, with yeah. a run of games as well. Yeah, I agree. But obviously it was the Sky Blues who took the lead in the game just after the, the half hour mark. Um, Nice bit of play from Godin, in fairness, when the ball broke to him in the area, took a nice touch and got an early shot in. It was actually a really good save, in my opinion, from Woodman in the Preston goal. Um, Wright's on hand to tap it in, which is obviously good to, to see him getting another goal and, and obviously went on to get another one. Um, we will touch on Wright a little bit later on in the podcast, but um, I'm keen to get your thoughts on Godin. Obviously, another situation here where we just don't seem to be able to get in a routine with what we want to do with our strikers. Obviously, Godin splits opinion because we have brought two strikers in for for, for big money. Um, what, what are your thoughts on him? What, what role do you think he should be playing? It, it still feels like, even though there's been a couple of games where he hasn't started, it, it kind of feels like Robin still wants to lean on him a majority of the time. 
Yeah, he seems to, doesn't he? And I don't know if that's the right decision because it's affecting Wright and Sims, isn't it? Um, mm. Because he seems to be, at the moment, favouring Godden whenever possible, apart from the West Brom game when he started just had you right up front on his own. He seems to be taking Godden as his, his main man. And the trouble is, if you play one up front, then you can only play one. And if you're playing two, which he has been the majority of the season, then if Godden starts, then one of them two are on the bench. Yeah. And so how are they ever going to get Get going. Either of them get going if they're always on the bench or one of them's yep. on the bench. It's indicative. They're, he spent big money on them too. Yeah. So for me, you know, the problem is, is that Godden started the season on fire. That was the problem. Yeah. If he hadn't started on fire, then he probably would have played a bit more of a bit, bit part role. Mm-hmm. And then you probably would have seen more of Simpson right. But because he started the season so well, that's the reason why, you know, He's been playing a lot more than him. Fair play to him. He's done well. And I, you know, on this account, we're a massive fan of him. Yeah. But um, and he's done a great job for the Sky Blues. But just at the moment, I think depends what Robbins is going to do. But I would like to see Wright and Sims on the pitch more more than more than not now, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we saw it. We we saw it as a partnership in the Norwich game. Obviously, neither yeah. got onto the score sheet, but they were. They were making handful, decent runs. They? they were making a handful of themselves yeah. out the Nor- against the Norwich defence as well. So, mm. be interesting to to see what happens. Obviously, unfortunately, that lead wasn't to last very long. Just five minutes until um, Dwayne Holmes grabbed an equaliser for the home side. A relatively speculative ball into the area, um, headed out by De Silva, but only to the edge of the box, and Holmes was able to fire home to level the scores. Um, Andy, I know after the game on our uh, on our group chat, you were very vocal around the defensive struggles that we're having at the moment, and mm. this is really not a great example for for the back line. Um, if you look at it, it's really quite poor. First thing that really grabbed my attention was the fact that both McFadden and Kitchen were putting their hands up, trying to claim offside for somebody who's behind them, and there's absolutely no way they're going to be able to see what's going on. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like they're laser focused. In, in on the play rather than going for the offside. But then Holmes has got too much time, hasn't he, on the edge of the box to get that shot away? Yeah, it's poor all round. The Silver's head is poor. That has to go out for a throw-in or the other way, doesn't it? Well, that, in, that, in that direction. Um, it just fell straight to the the, the, the midfield player. And, he, and to be fair, it was a, it was a good, good finish. But again, he wasn't really closed down, was he? So, and also the cross that came in wasn't particularly, again... Closed down. It's just floated in, wasn't it, though? Yeah, it's floated just, in. It's just floated in. There's no technique to it. There's not whipped. No. It's not dangerous. It's just floated no. to the back post. And you've mm. got, a, as you say, a relatively poor header, which doesn't yeah. clear his own box, which you should be looking for. And then mm. a player who's got too much time on the edge of the box. And that just doesn't spell great defending in, in any way, shape, or form. No, way too easy, isn't it, Matt? Um, yeah. Way too easy on all counts. It's just. Especially after you've just, you know, you're struggling, you know, you you won the up at a ground that you never win at. Come on, dig in, show some bollocks, you know what I mean? Just come on, lads. Yeah. There was yeah. none of that. It was just too easy. Not good enough. Yeah. And unfortunately, it got worse just a few minutes after that as well with a, with a penalty on the 41st minute, which was dispatched uh, quite well by Ellen Brown in fairness. Um, mm. Again, a little bit of contention on online in terms of the penalty decision. Fadzine, obviously, back to his old days, really, just getting turned inside by a, a, a through ball, and he's always struggling. What are your thoughts on the penalty? Do you think it's a bit soft, or or, or can you see why it was given? 
it was soft. It, you know, it wasn't a penalty, no question about it. You know, he, he, he missed his he missed his opportunity, and the ref just gave him a penalty. I know Dad's may have you know tried to pull his shorts down in a sense, but <laughs> but he was you know the defending side of it was awful. It was almost like fans yeah. of League One, you know. Against yeah. I remember when I was there against um, Peterborough away, and he did that. Yeah, he, he had a spell of conceding cheap. Penalties when people just ghosting in behind him, but he yeah. seemed to have resolved that. But I don't know whether his legs are gone or not. I don't know, but he seems to be getting back into that habit that people are. You know, it happened with the West Brom goal for the second goal. I know he was offside, but or not offside, yeah. or near offside, but it happened there that someone just guided behind him, and it's happened with this as well. So the, the defending was was dreadful. But mm-hmm. but I don't think it was a penalty. He didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, he felt he felt he didn't cut, he didn't catch him. He missed a chance on his own accord. So for mm-hmm. me, it wasn't a penalty. But when you're defending that badly and last ditch stretched like he was, you're always giving the ref a half an opportunity to give it, and he he, he didn't waste any chance in giving it, did he? Well, I think the weird thing. I think he tried to give the striker the advantage, and obviously yeah, allow play to go, and he missed it, and then he's given the penalty, which. The disappointment, I think we had a situation like that ourselves as well. Um, in, I can't try, it was only in the last couple of games where, because I think it was Wright stayed on his feet, didn't go down. We had the shot. It was it was decided, well, you've had the effort on goal. That's it. You've, you've kind of benefited. You've had your chance. Yeah. So it, was, it feels like he kind of ran into the box, waited for the play to develop. Because he didn't get the shot away until a little bit after the, obviously, the mm. attempted foul by, by Fadzim. But... I, Unfortunately, it is one of them. Fads has tried to bring him down. There's really no question of that. And if that happens, if you're that clumsy, if you're that, I guess, reckless in the air, you're always giving the ref an opportunity to make a decision, aren't you? Exactly. It was like Sunday league defending, wasn't it? It was just yeah. poor. Yeah, not very good. And like I said, because of that, and he looked so awkward. That's why the ref gave it. Yeah. And unfortunately, it was to stay 2-1 going into the half. Coming out into the second half, again, some formational changes by um, by Robbins. He took Fads off, shifted to a four at the back. What would you say, Andy, in terms of your thoughts, your feelings about the back line? What, what would your preference be? What do you think we should be we should be looking to start with? Do you think a back four is the way to go? Yeah, because it's not working. Mm. It's simple. The stats don't lie. Nine goals in five games is not good enough. And who would but, be your two? Who would be your, your two centre-backs? I will tell you. I would play the back four. I'll give you the back four. Do you want the two or do you want the back four? Go for the back four. Okay, back four. Well, I'll play Collins in goal. Yeah. And I'd play uh, Van Eadwick, Thomas, Kitchen, De Silva. Mm-hmm. There's my back okay. four. Yeah. That's what I would go for. I think Fad's the situation with him because he came in last season. He's obviously he's got that experience too, and he came in mm. along, alongside a couple of young defenders, but talented defenders. He obviously really showed his worth, but not quite the same in terms of the people around him. Although still potential for them to develop into good players, but I don't think quite at the level maybe that we saw last season. And he seems to be struggling to have that level of impact in a game. I think we've said quite a few times. We just look like we need somebody on the pitch to, to kind of take a stranglehold of the match. And you're thinking you'd like to see Fads doing that a bit more because you'd think he'd be that character, but it just doesn't seem to, I don't know, he doesn't seem to get as involved as, as we would have liked to have seen. And, and that's one of the massive bonuses of, of having him in, in the team because we know, obviously, Pacey's a liability, if we're being completely honest. And, and there's a few other weaknesses in the game. So it, it's disappointing to see, isn't it? 
It is. It's a shame that all things good come to an end in yeah. football. And he's been a great servant for us. You know, I'm not writing him off totally. You know, he's yeah. just in bad form at the moment. You know, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, if you're in bad form, then you have to be taken out the side. Yeah. And this is an area where Robbins hasn't tinkered. I mm-hmm. mean, with him. So, unfortunately, his performances over the last few games, I don't think anyone can say have been good enough. He's out of form. So mm-hmm. when someone's out of form over a period of time, which he yeah. has been, then he needs a rest. So, and I don't think I, in a back in a back four, Fads really can't no, 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 can't be no. one of the two there, can he? That no. that really writes him out of the of the side if he was to go with a with a back four. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, no, he can't play in a back four. He hasn't got the pace. Yeah, interesting to see what happens there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Another defensive uh, mishap, I guess, or more defensive woes came in the 71st minute. City really struggled to make too many opportunities despite having a decent amount of the ball in the in the first half of this or in the earlier stages of the second half. And it was Preston who were able to extend their lead on the 71st minute. Um, again, a relatively unchallenged ball into the area. And Osmaik was left free to head home from six yards out. Um, again, we've we've obviously talked a little bit about the defensive struggles, but you, you really just can't let strikers have a, a free header from six yards out, can you? No, you can't. Um, Preston posted a video of that goal and I mm. posted it on, on our site of how loose our marking was for that goal because they actually slowed the ball, the game, the actual goal down. Yeah. And it made it look even worse than what it was looking at it in real time. It yeah. was pathetic. You are against a team the 2-1 down, a goal in it, playing okay second half, because we did, and you defend like that, like it was a, yeah. some kind of testimonial game. It was unreal. Yeah. He had all, Latibadere getting all the time in the world to put that ball in the, in, in, in the, um, in the box. Where is mm. the press on that? Why is he not in his face? His whole mm. attitude and half-arsed attitude was appalling to get out to the man. And then the marquee in the centre... What, what what Liam Kitchen's got one thing to do, and that's mark the centre forward. I think what's really disappointing with it as well, it's not as if it's a quick break where we're no. on, on the back foot and they've got an early ball in and he's six yards out. They've got it to the byline, they've turned back, they've recycled it, played it back mm. in field a little bit and then crossed the ball in. And you're thinking, okay, if you're caught on the back foot a little bit and they've broken at speed and, and, and kind of got in and got an early ball in, then that kind of thing can happen. But you shouldn't have a situation where they're able to recycle the ball back off the byline and cross the ball in and still have a player with a with a free header from six yards out. That's that's where you're thinking, okay, that, that's really concerning. Really concerning. Yeah, really, yeah. really poor. 
that's basics of the training yeah. ground that's not being done. Yeah. If I was ADV Bash, because I know he's in charge of the defenders, I'd be absolutely fuming with that. Yeah. Because again, yeah. it just shows half arsed attitude, no responsibility being taken by anybody. An easy, an easy goal for Preston in a, in, a, in a stage of the game. If you, you know, if you're losing three or four nil, and that goes in to make it five, mm. kind of accept it because it's at the end of the game. But this was when the game was two one. Mm. You know how can that be? It's just ridiculous how poor that is. So, yeah, that goal really annoyed me. And um, if you can see, as you can tell, as, as <laughs> if you um, and if you can see goals like that, you don't deserve to win any games. Yeah, you're not going to get too much out of a game with with defending no. like that. I, I think you're right. We were able to grab, obviously, uh, what turned out to be a consolation just heading into the last 10 minutes of the game. Uh, deflected long-range effort from Jock Eccles was well saved again by Woodman, um, but right happened to be in the right place at the right time again to tap the ball in from a few yards out. Obviously, we've mentioned about Goddard and uh, I guess across a few areas of the pitch where we struggled in terms of knowing what our best formation or best starting line would be um just get your thoughts on right i mean obviously a lot of expectation coming in as a record signing at the club um fair to say brace yesterday is is obviously good for him in terms of his confidence but what are your overall thoughts are you are you, are you seeing potential i know it's four goals now which maybe isn't the worst but it's certainly not a flying start to his country city career but are you starting to see signs of what he could be as a player or are we are we are we still struggling even off the back of yesterday's um two goal performance still undecided upon him matt if i'm being honest you know he mm. started the season fantastically well when i saw him against leicester you know then against borough i thought wow what a player this this lad's gonna be and then he had a couple of awful game, not very good games, and then he was taken out of the side, tinkering yeah. again by Robbins, which didn't help him. I don't know what's going on off the pitch. I've heard rumours about him not settling. I don't know if mm. that's true or not. No one does, mm. apart from the club. But um, the last couple of games, if we're talking about that, um, I thought he did pretty well against West Brom up top on his own. Um and if you know, with the West Brom game, I, I, one of the things that got me, obviously, there were a lot of decisions. So I was quite excited to see him play up front by himself. Yeah. I thought he, he's the kind of striker, that maybe just kind of get out of his way. He's obviously got pace. He's a strong striker. I think he's somebody who can occupy when he's on it. He could occupy a couple of centre-halves by himself quite easily and, and bring others yeah. into the game. I think it was unfortunate, maybe with a couple of situations, obviously, he's finishing. He maybe doesn't seem quite on it. And he, he obviously had a couple of chances um, in the first half and then he had the chance in the second half, of course, which is really not going to help his confidence. But there were a couple of situations with offsides as well, 50-50 decisions, which uh, four or five of them really went against him, where if mm. the play goes on, like it did for the West Brom goal, which ended up being slightly or, or marginally offsides, if he gets one of those decisions to go in his favour, that's the kind of position I'd like to see us get him in. You know, not necessarily, yeah. even though he's he, he's obviously shown good positional play yesterday to be on hand to, to tap the ball in a couple of times. He, he seems to me you want to play to his strengths and his strengths seem to be his pace. He's yeah. obviously got the physical attributes. And I think he's a strike. If you get the ball to him 30 yards out with a good run at goal, mm -hmm. then we could see some exciting things from him. You mentioned the Leicester game. Obviously, we did see that mm -hmm. uh, opportunity. I mean, he's made something out of nothing there and he's within five minutes of him coming on in his debut um, and almost scored an absolutely fantastic goal. But does it also feel a bit passive with him at the minute? You know, is there really that 
that desire and urgency. We're obviously going to compare him to Giocares having uh, having lost Giocares in the summer, and you kind of think if you even for ability and everything else that Giocares has got, it, it, the mentality that we saw in, in Giocares was cutthroat. You know, if there was a chance, if there was an opportunity, if there was a way he could get an advantage in a game, he felt like he was going to take it. And you feel like Wright's almost apologetic and almost just doesn't feel like he's got that same, quite the same mentality. No, it's different. To Vic. Vic was just born to score goals and that's what all he, he was obsessed with scoring goals. Um, I don't know if Hazy writes that same type. I think he's different. I don't think he's been helped by Robbins by chopping and changing him all the time. I yeah. don't think that helps him. That's the same with Ellis Sims as well. I don't think that's helped because yeah. as a striker, you need a run of games. And he hasn't mm-hmm. had that. And he's, now he's finally getting a run of games. And whether you're impressed by him or not, he scored two in one. No, two in two. So at the end of the day, he deserves his start for Stoke, in my opinion. So, yeah. um, and I'd go with, I'd go, well, I'll talk about the team in a bit, but yeah, I'd, I'd definitely start him against Stoke. And yeah, he's, he's a totally different striker and mentality to Vic. But for me, yeah. you know, he needs to play a run of games to build his confidence up. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's, scored in, he's scored two and two now. And let's see how he gets on against Stoke. Yeah, interesting to see. I guess, obviously, comparing him to Vic in in some regards more just we know he's not the striker that Vic proved himself to be but just mentality for me is always an interesting one because that's something everybody should to some level be able to control and it just it, it, it's night and day when you compare the the, the the two players in terms of their mentality and that's something that really does stand out look if he was just not talented and mm. Uh, and that's all we could put it down to, then that's one thing. But I'd just, just like to see maybe a little bit of a shift of the mentality moving forward and we'll, we'll see what happens from there. But obviously it was a consolation goal in the game. We went on to lose 3-2 for our fourth loss in a row. Um, Andy, not an easy question here, but I'm, I'm going to ask you, is there anybody you'd pick out as a man of the match for this one? Um... It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, difficult. I'd probably say Ellis Sims because mm-hmm. he came off the bench and caused havoc. Yeah, yeah. Ellis Sims. Yeah, yeah, Sims. He did look lively. Yeah. yeah. And moving forward, obviously, uh, there is ten games now until the January transfer market. An important game coming up against Stoke. Uh, it will be the last one before our next international break as well. Um, I think there'll be a lot of commentary fans always already looking towards that internet or sorry that um January transfer window and looking to see what we might do obviously there's 10 important games to to go until that point but Andy in terms of the squad going forward in January um what are your thoughts what what do you think Robbins needs to do in the transfer market to to turn things around buy a centre midfield player which he should have done in the summer mm. it's simple as that I I still how can't... simple do you, how, that, that, that would be my question. How simple do you think, how much do you think that changes the whole dynamic of this side? Because I'm sure there'll be a lot of fans at the minute saying we probably need four or five. I tend not to agree with that. I tend to think two, maybe two. It's unlikely, but I think personally, two good signings, two impactful or, or, or important players in the right parts of the pitch could actually make all the difference. But... Would you agree with that? Do you think centre midfielder and maybe maybe another centre half or 
it's difficult one. I, I like you say, I, we're not going to get four. You know, Doug King's already come out and said we're not going to spend a massive amount of money in January. So you, yeah. you're not going to get four or five signings. So people thinking that need to think again. At the end of the day, Robin should have signed a replacement for Hamer. No replacement because no one. I'm not talking about replacement in quality because you can't do that. I'm talking yeah. about buying a centre midfield player who can play centre midfield, and he didn't do that. And it's been so costly for him because with Sheaf's injury, Kelly's injury, we've just looked so bare in that situation. And I don't know. He knew Heyman was going to go. He knew. Everyone knew at the club he wanted to go. So why he didn't? He might have tried to get somebody in. But, I think the frustrating thing for me almost, yeah. it's, it's probably a um, an indication of how poorly, I guess, this, this first stage of the season has gone. I feel like he probably did think he'd bought somewhat of a replacement in Ayari. I have to assume he thought that there was an option that he was going to do what what Hamer would do because there's no he's the only real uh, well obviously we brought Kitchen in on deadline day but he's the only other player who came in post Hamer's departure he was touted as a centre midfielder Uh, you have to assume he thought there was an opportunity he could replace Hamer to some extent obviously potentially not the same level of quality but do something similar on a football field and I think what's really disappointing to me is we we appear to have found out in the first three or, or so games of him coming to the club that that actually was not the case and yeah. had completely given up on him. And you just think how important Hamer was to us. Mm-hmm. How could you really sign somebody who you're then to replace in that area of the pitch, who, who you then move on from after after three games? That That's really poor in terms of our, our summer transfer policy, isn't it? Very poor, yeah. I always got the impression that Ari was a, was a, a number 10. I always got that impression with with the signing. Um, I never thought he was going to play in centre midfield, but obviously Robbins, because he didn't buy anyone like you saying, that he must have thought he could have done a job there. Yeah. But obviously he doesn't trust him there, does he? So he never played. He's played in there. Has he played in there at all? Not very often. And he then when started he, in centre midfield when yeah. he came off the bench for a couple of games, and then he pretty much that was it. He, he, yeah. He'd given up on him. He'd given up on him. So. You know, you know that's poor. Like you say, that's poor recruitment by by us, unfortunately, and we're paying the price, unfortunately, on that moment because we don't we our centre midfield. When you know, I, I think she's one of the best central midfielders uh, in the league, but even he's struggling at the minute because of the lack of continu- continuity who he's playing with, unfortunately. Yeah. We'll try and finish on a slightly positive note. Obviously, I mentioned there's 10 games left to go until that January transfer window. Um, so what you would consider, I guess, everything being equal, relatively winnable games in there. We played the likes of Millwall, Plymouth, Birmingham, not on great form at the minute. Um, Sheffield Wednesday as well. Um, there are some winnable games in that run of 10. Andy, what do you think we need to do Obviously, we, we're not going to be able to make personnel changes before January. So what do you think we need to do to, to pick up some points between now and that January transfer window? Do you see it being a possibility for us to turn things around and and start to make our way back up the table? There's always a possibility because the league is not, it's, it's okay. It's not great, you know, mm. apart from Leicester, Leeds and a couple of others. It's not a great league. So there's always chance of getting points. You know, how poorly we played nearly Saturday when we still nearly came away with a draw. So, and Preston, apart from the last few games, have been doing okay this season. Yeah. You have got the players in that building to get some results. 
Absolutely. Whether they can get towards the playoffs or 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 mid-table, I don't know. But we have got goals in that team. But what he needs to do is that he needs to find a system that suits the personnel. And in that system, he needs to stick with the personnel for a few games. That will help because this tinkering and changing all the time is not helping anybody. It's not helping the players and it's not helping him. Yeah. No, well said, and we'll, we'll obviously see and wait with bated breath to see what happens ahead of that game against Stoke next Saturday afternoon. That is all the time we've got for tonight, and thank you to Andy for guiding us through another difficult game for the Sky Blues. Um, but as ever, thank you to our sponsors at Sky Blue Tavern and Dillon's Brewery. And as ever, if you'd like to get involved in any of the debates we've been talking about, use that hashtag SBE podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van, unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.